It's the Pinky the Pig Show. Okay. It's me, it's Pinky the Pig, and it's time for our show. And thank you for listening to the Pinky the Pig podcast show. Where you listen, laugh, and learn with an oink and a moo. And I'm here with my excellent friend, Mel, Mel, Mel. Oh, I stuttered a little bit. That's okay, Pinky. Mildred the Moo Cow. Uh, hi, Pinky. Are you okay? I'm good. Sorry, I stuttered. It's okay. You haven't done that in a while. Besides, you're you're allowed to stutter. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. Did you have a nice weekend, Mildred? I did. And I'm happy right now. It's all good. What did you do over the weekend, Pinky? Well, we went over to Carol and PJ's house. You know, Carol, she's a bunny. She has a bunny named Phil. Right, but she used to be a bunny, right? She has the fancy costume. Yeah, so we go over to Carol and... PJ's house, Carol built a huge, spectacular gingerbread house. Oh, yeah. Well, she's quite the baker. She always has been. I know. She is. Lady Lynette is not. But Carol's going to come over in the next couple days and teach Lady Lynette and Penelope. They're going to build one together at our house. Not going to be as big as Carol's. Carol's got a huge beautiful gingerbread house, but you cannot eat it till Christmas. It's all edible, though. You know, it's all decorated. Right. You like it? Yeah, it's beautiful. Well, who had the first gingerbread house, Mildred? Well, the gingerbread itself, not the house, but just the bread itself, that goes back to the ancient Greeks and Egyptians. Well, yeah, it all goes back to those guys. Right, and they would actually use it to celebrate big ceremonies, and they it was very um, special and considered important. Ginger, gingerbread. Ah. Like I said, they would just use it at special times. But by the 11th century, um, the Middle East, they brought the ginger to Europe. Yeah. Right, they just brought it to the aristocrats. The aristocrats, two R's. Yes. La-dee-da, people with all the money, they get the ginger. Right, but the gingerbread house itself, that started out in Germany, and that's in the 1800s. Well, that's when they wrote Hansel and Gretel. I know, that was published in 1812, the Grimm's Brothers... Fairy tales, they wrote that story. Hansel and Gretel, the brother and sister find a big gingerbread house in the woods. Not a pretty situation. That is not a good gingerbread house. Did not have a good ending. No. Well, some of those fairy tales. Yeah. Um, now, I don't really want to go there, but I'll just tell this one little part. Okay, that's fine. Well, the brother and sister are in there, and they get trapped in the gingerbread house with the witch, and she can't see too good, and so she's checking to see if they need more food, says the little girl Hansel. No, that's the boy. So the little girl Gretel, she, instead of sticking out her finger, 
she sticks out a chicken bone, and the witch feels this chicken bone, and then she figures, oh, yeah, I guess I'll give him some more food. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. You know, that's the thing. Some of those fairy tales out back then, they are very creepy. But here's the thing. Okay, they made creepy fairy tales way back then, but we don't have to have creepy fairy tales anymore. We can talk about nice things like we do today. Right. But we're not going to pretend that the creepy things didn't happen. They used to write creepy fairy tales, but we don't have to do that anymore. Okay, Pinky. Okay, so anyways. So anyways, the cities in Europe, they embraced the gingerbread house that was started in Germany. And now France and England, they also got involved. And they would put on these full-on displays and have competitions featuring the gingerbread house. Yeah. And, And there's a famous quote from Shakespeare. He said, And I had but one penny in the world. Thou shalt have it to buy gingerbread. Yeah, see? Pretty popular. Right. And what happened was Queen Elizabeth I, she came up with the custom. She created these gingerbread men, and she would they would all be a little bit different, and they would resemble the likeness of important guests that she would invite to the castle. Yeah, she made a gingerbread man. That's what Carol did. She made gingerbread men. I forgot that part. She made gingerbread men... So we could eat those because we cannot touch the gingerbread house till Christmas. Ah. So she made some gingerbread men. We we could eat them. And it's pretty cute. You know, Farmer Tommy, he doesn't bite like the head off. No. No, he just breaks it and then he eats it. Very nice. You know, kind of like with animal crackers. You don't just take it out of the box and bite. Kind of the same idea. Oh, okay. Well, it's funny you say that because there is a custom that... It goes back. It's a Swedish tradition where you take the gingerbread man in your hands and in the, you smack it and you make a wish. And if it breaks into exactly three pieces, then you're going to get your wish. Okay. I like it. I want to try that. Okay. And there's another folk medicine theory uh, practice that would go back that a young girl would bake these gingerbread man cookies, and if she could get the man that she really liked to eat it, then he would fall in love with her. Oh, brother. Pinky, you don't think that's sweet? Okay. Yeah, yeah if you want to believe it, that's fine. I'm all for it. If that's your thing, baby, go with it. Okay. All right, Pinky. And gingerbread is just, it's considered the ultimate token of love and luck in the pantry when you're when you're eating something. The ultimate token of luck and love. <laughs> but you know, Pinky, ginger's really good for us. It has a l- really a lot of great properties. Oh, I know. And you know, it grows under the ground. It's 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 the root rhizome. It's the part of the stem that grows under the ground. It's a root rhizome, the ginger root. That's what we eat, and it's very good for your digestion. It is. It's good for the flu and the common cold. How about that? Also, it has great anti-inflammatory 
properties. It's full of antioxidants, helps with arthritis. It lowers cholesterol levels and it it even improves our brain function. Oh yeah. And and you know they these scientists and stuff, they they realize that the nutrients and the bioactive compounds the bioactive compounds. Yeah, they have powerful benefits for your body and the brain, and science realizes that ginger is very good for you. You know, perhaps not the whole sugar thing that when you when you make the gingerbread house and the gingerbread men because there's a lot of sugar. Right, butter, brown sugar, honey, eggs, and flour that goes in to making gingerbread. And then you make the frosting. The frosting is the eggs, but not the yolk part. Just the white part and the sugar. And some vanilla extract. And to beat that up, that makes the royal icing. That's how you hold the walls together when you're making a gingerbread house. But you have to hold it on for a really long time, Carol said. We're going to find out in a couple days when she comes over and we're going to build our own. Like I say, we're just going to make a small one. Not like Carol's. Hers is a monster. Well, actually... The biggest gingerbread house that we know of were, was several years ago in Texas. Well, yeah, Mel's right. Everything's bigger in Texas. Hello, lady. Right. Anyway, this largest gingerbread house had almost two tons of butter. And it was the size of a tennis court. Well, that's ridiculous. Well... You know, it's just fun. Of course, it's not solid gingerbread. They use a wooden frame and they put the gingerbread on the outside. But yeah, it was it was for a good cause. They raised a lot of money. Nice. All right, Mildred. Well, that was fun. And I really look forward to Carol coming over and teaching us. Yeah, keep us posted. Okay, great. I'll talk to you tomorrow's Tuesday's tune. Okay. I love you. I love you.